is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. He was one of the best waiver wire pickups we've had in recent memory. He was the number one quarterback in fantasy. He is out for the season. He is Deshaun Watson. I am Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. Welcome to your Friday show. It's not all bad news. We'll give you some guys to start. We'll give you some quarterbacks to buy low on. Uh, and we will go through six NFC home games. Get you ready for Fantasy Week 9. Well, good morning, Dave and Jamie. Uh, Deshaun Watson owners in, in how many leagues? Zero for me, I'd have to say. But how many for you? Two and it- there, there is nothing more depressing than putting in the waiver claim to drop Deshaun Watson and add Jay Cutler. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah I have him in three. Um, one, I was carrying, it's a 10 team league, I was carrying, uh, Tyrod Taylor and Ben Roethlisberger. It was a deep bench, so I just played Tyrod, I was fine with that, I'll be okay. Uh, one, I dropped Ben Roethlisberger this week when somebody claimed him on Friday, so I lost out on that. And another one, uh, I should be able to get Roethlisberger back next week. So it's frustrating, but it's the I'm more concerned really about Hopkins and, and Fuller because while it sucks to lose Watson, you can find quarterbacks. You can't get the type of production those receivers are putting up off the street. They were averaging over 14 fantasy points per game in standard leagues. Bye-bye. Yeah. Those numbers will not last with Macho Man Tom Savage under center. Now you say you can find quarterbacks. It's not that easy. This year. Not him. They, not, not someone like him. Yeah, but they, it's just been a bad year. You know, Rogers out, Luck out for the year now, and Carson Palmer out for the year. But you have Josh McCown. <laughs> you do have Josh McCown. Hey! You can't, you can't use him this week, but McCown well, is- Well, you could have. You could have, yeah. But well, no, I'm saying if you're the, uh, if you're the Watson owner, you didn't start McCown over him. No. But, if you're uh, the Watson owner, I think you gotta try and make a trade. Yes, yeah, so who? I, I've made, uh, in one league, I made two offers already this morning. Uh, CJ Anderson's the league, we only start one running back. Uh, it's a league where I lost Watson and Ezekiel Elliott in the same week, so it's very frustrating. Really? Um, so I offered C.J. Anderson to, for Matthew Stafford and for Cam Newton to see. Wow. Well, I would happen. jump on those trades if I were them. You would give And both those guys have court, uh, other quarterbacks. So. Right. So you're basically giving away C.J. Anderson. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think Stafford is uh, a nice buy low. And, and you mentioned Roethlisberger, Jamie, that you dropped him in one league and somebody claimed him. I don't know if that was a league that you had with me, but I picked up Roethlisberger last night, this morning, in one or two leagues, I know I put in two claims for him. And yep, I saw you did in one. I'm hopeful that he turns it around. I mean, it is just sort of blind hope at this point, but I think there were signs. Look, if Darius Hayward-Bake hangs on to that touchdown, then Roethlisberger has a good game at Detroit. And the schedule, the next three games after this week's bye, are really great for Ben Roethlisberger. Tennessee is next week, and then he's got two more favorable matchups after that. Uh, no, uh, sorry, it's at Indianapolis, Wonderful. then Tennessee, then Green Bay. So I, you know, you gotta take a shot if you're the, if you're the Watson owner and you're desperate, and I think Roethlisberger, based on the fact that I saw him dropped in two of my nine leagues, means people are obviously really down on him, and maybe you got a shot here. Well, I think, like for me, for example, in the league where I dropped him was because Watson, no more bye week, and I didn't expect to have to play Roethlisberger, so that's why I did it. I wouldn't have done it in, in a situation where my quarterback situation was questionable. Clearly that's, uh, another, another story right now. I've gotten the question, do I need to carry two quarterbacks no matter who my starting quarterback is? Yeah. I say I say you don't have to. Dave, are there any quarterbacks uh, that you'd be targeting right now if you're the Watson owner? Buy In lows? trade or free agency? In trade. A long list for both. In trade. Roethlisberger's one of them. And what I did, I just looked at the next three games and the schedule for some of these quarterbacks. So Alex Smith, Stafford, Tyrod would have been perfect. I think Jameis is still someone you can get on the cheap. And Mariota, too. Uh, I'll tell you one I'm, I'm curious about is not necessarily for this week, but for the next three weeks, just because you may have to be like for me, I'm stuck in that one league where I couldn't get Roethlisberger and I just lost Watson is Eli Manning because we have a little yep. bit of an unknown with Shepard coming back and Ingram. So the Rams game tough, but next week, San I believe Francisco. San Francisco and then the week after that Chiefs. Is, is, is the Chiefs. So yeah. you have you have a three game stretch here where he could be good in two of those games. Uh, I was making a face. Yeah, because poop again? has he ever been <laughs> has he ever been good without Odell Beckham or since since Odell Beckham, you know, became I mean, Odell obviously Beckham. he's not the same guy, but you know, when you when you're trying to just find some semblance of hope, yeah. 
But you know, that's it, not a guy I would trade for. That's I'm not uh, saying trade. No, I'm, no. I've got to hustle and find someone no, else to waiver. He's 51% owned. Him okay. and Cutler. Uh, and yeah, McCown, that, if you did it before the game. Yeah, and and, and look, Jacoby Brissett as well. He, he's the guy for the rest of the season now. And so maybe that changes his approach, his mindset, um, his production. He's coming off a decent game. Look, you're not getting 30-plus points. He's got a rough schedule, though. You're not getting 30-plus points from the guy you're you're picking up. You know, like Maybe it's McCown because he's had a nice little stretch here of 17 or more points. I'm hoping at this point that I can get 17 to 20 consistently. And then maybe somebody emerged. Maybe it's Garoppolo. I, I know they just lost Pierre Garçon. There's nothing around him. But, you know, we've seen guys with, with mediocre receiving cores have some good performances. And maybe it's Savage. Yeah. Look, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the, yeah, Brian Hoyer was getting you a couple of 20 point. It's not going to be consistent, but, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. There, there, there's going to be somebody who emerges. And look, there are going to be teams that once we get through bye weeks, like, like Dave was saying, people asking about carrying two quarterbacks. There are going to be people that have to drop a second quarterback somewhere along the way, uh-huh, yeah. and you just need to pounce on that when that's available to you. Did so we, Alex Smith may get dropped, Kirk Cousins may get dropped. You know, these guys may get may get released. Did we say Teddy Bridgewater, by the way? Bridgewater and Case Keenum are another one. You know, whoever's a starter in Minnesota, but is I'm not. Available. I'd have to be in a deep league to get those guys on my team at this point. I mean, if I you're know, looking, I, at, I, I can I, wait I, through this week with them on by and pick them up on. Tuesday, if I want to get them. Okay, fine. But if you're looking oh, you're at the waiver wire, not carrying them. Minute, right. I'm not. I'm not running to my waiver wire to pick up Case Keenum now. No, but like for example, in in one of my situations, I was looking at Roethlisberger, for example, and another guy. So for this week, you mm-hmm. know, Cutler, Eli. If you can't get the the the, I'll, I'll say the good group of right. uh, the guys who played last night, Brissett, maybe Goff. Um, then it's you got to find somebody else. So if, if are you. Are you buying into what Keenum did against the Browns and having a healthy Stephon Diggs after a bye week or maybe Bridgewater being that guy? I think there are going to be a lot of people that are going to pick up two quarterbacks because they may not like their replacement option for this week. And I love Phillip Rivers from week 13 on, maybe even week 12 on. Yeah, okay. the games are brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I can't trade for him. I can't pick him up now. But in a couple of weeks, that's going to be a target of mine. All right, so let me then just finish with this. I'm going to give you three or four quarterbacks who are owned in about 50% of leagues or less, other than Josh McCown, since he's not available right now. And you tell me, I'll give you more than that. You tell me who the best long term is. If you're you just lost Watson, you need someone for the rest of the season. I'm not going to answer this because I don't want to commit to one long term. I want to. I'll, I'll just stream. All right. Well, okay, but if you were going to pick up one, just sure. Eli Manning, Jacoby Brissett, Bortles, Garoppolo, Hundley, Flacco, Cutler, Vikings guy, Osweiler. I'm streaming, so I would take Brissett first. All right. I, I would I would probably try to find a way to get Brissett and Eli on my roster because Brissett I would start this week, and if Eli comes out of this game looking decent, then I feel comfortable with him in the next two games. Okay. And I, I think Bridgewater at 7% owned. Is, but you don't know if he's the yeah. starter, though. That's the problem. He's going to start over Keenum, no? I don't they know. They said that. Okay. How much practice okay. has he gotten in? That's, okay, fair enough. I don't and, think the Vikings want to disrupt what's going on right now. And last time I checked, it wasn't like Teddy Bridgewater was a fantasy dynamo <laughs> anyway. <laughs> is, it, is there one person that we've discussed that in the last 30 seconds? No, no, that but is? I, I, yes, I, I Deshaun think, Watson. I think yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at what the Vikings are going to do. <laughs> you know, I mean, Watson. it's, uh, it's it's one of those situations. It's not Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck coming back. It's it's Teddy Bridgewater who hasn't played in over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm not excited about it. But okay, uh, all right then. Uh, let let me read a few Watson emails. And I know today's starter sit day. It's going to be a little bit different because we have to spend time on this topic. Uh, actually, before the Watson emails, let's talk about the wide receivers. Let's talk, let's talk about everybody on the team because I was really excited about a big second half for Lamar Miller. And it was all about finally being in a high-scoring offense, taking advantage of it like he did with two touchdowns last week at Seattle. Uh, I'm less excited now. But Hopkins, is he a top 10 wide receiver now? I'd put him in the 10 to 15 range because this is better than what he had with Osweiler, but not by much. I'd put him in 13 to 24 range, like a number two just, receiver. Just, just keep in mind, we have... Three Packers receivers who we, two of them we thought were going to be very good this year. They're in a similar situation, if not worse. We have the best Colts receiver who we thought was going to be potentially a top 10 guy who's in the same situation or worse. We've seen it now for an uh, eight week stretch. We have, uh, the Back two Broncos guys, one of which we thought was going to be very good. 
he's been a disappointment for the majority of the season. Yeah, Beckham's out. Thomas. Huh? Beckham. Beckham's out. Right. So Hopkins is not going to be the same guy. But I'll, I'll take a little bit more of an optimistic approach just given what the receiving landscape is. Amari Cooper's been a bust. You know, there, there's a lot of bad receivers. Alshon Jeffrey's been a okay, bust. Okay, would you take Amari Cooper or DeAndre Hopkins rest of season? I mean, at this point, I would take I would take Cooper, but I still think that they're close. Yeah, they're the same type of guy. Where 70, 80 yards a week, I think that's a nice safe floor. And yeah, but they've I, got I, Gus I, up to 100, <laughs> 125 total yards. If you, if, you, if you tell me right now that DeAndre Hopkins is going to get the targets that Amari Cooper's had the last two weeks, I'll be very happy about that. Okay, yeah, but I don't know if he will. But but we've got know, a we've got a statue in the pocket behind a bad offensive line, and he's not accurate. And it's going to get ugly. And the schedule isn't great for Houston. And last year he was like not even a top thirty wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. But uh, that was with Osweiler. Yeah. So uh, we have uh, we have a savage. note on that, by the way, with with the Broncos wide receivers. Okay. Do you think Will Fuller? I I know we're gonna, you know, not yet. But do you think if he has a bad game, do you think he's droppable? Maybe. Or maybe should we re- could get there. revisit this? Okay. I don't think I don't think I would drop him if he has a bad game this week. But. Again, tough schedule, and he's the second guy in this offense with a bad quarterback. So yeah. maybe in a few weeks he will be. But he'll be the same type of player where just randomly he'll get like a long touchdown and then three straight weeks of 40 yards or less. Hopkins was 36th in standard last year, 25th in PPR. Uh, All right, downgrade there. Uh So Sean Watson, uh here's an email. Is it collusion to get everyone in a league to veto a trade because someone got injured? I traded Deshaun Watson for Devontae Freeman on Tuesday. He was injured on Thursday, and the commissioner vetoed the trade. I saw this. This is horrible. Yeah. I've seen a number of Not these. Not cool, huh? man. I've seen several people vetoing it, trades. It's, it's, it's insane. Look, I can understand if there was a trade pending and somebody hit accept after seeing the injury. That, I think, is a little bit dirty. Right. But if somebody made a trade earlier in the week, that's just – Unfortunate. Look, what would you have done if the trade was where somebody played on a Thursday night game and they got hurt in a Thursday night game? Yeah. Not would yet. you have taken the trade back then? I mean, no. it's just it's it's so ridiculous. Like I quit that league. <laughs> uh, I honestly would. I if if that if somebody did that to me, crazy. I uh, screw you guys. I'm done. Yeah. Screw no. you guys. I'm going. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Jordan from a city in British Columbia. Uh, geez, I should know this. Yeah, you should. Everybody Townsville. Knows. Great. Would you trade Aaron Rodgers for Deshaun Watson in a dynasty league? Yeah, you're getting the younger player. The ACL is not the same type of injury it was 10 years ago. And he's already come back from it once. Is it the same knee? Do we know? No, other knee. I'll tell you. Actually makes me feel better about it. Jordan from British Columbia actually wrote this email on like Monday or Tuesday and I hadn't gotten to it yet. And I still, I thought it was interesting then because Rodgers still has a lot of good years left. And what do you say? Four years of this? I'd say at least, yeah, of being being a great quarterback. Watson's had what five five games, six games, or whatever. So I thought it was an interesting question before the injury. I'm not sure anything changes since they're both pretty much lost for this year. So, Jay, Dave, you'd rather have Watson in Dynasty. Jamie, how about you? Mm, I would rather have Rodgers because I, if, 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 if you tell me right now, if, if the if the line is four years. That's what you say. What do you say, Adam? Okay, I'll, I'll go four years. I'll take four years of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to be in the league in, in five years. Five years from now, <laughs> just cash out. Um, we've got more on Deshaun Watson on our, our Saturday mailbag. Uh, Fantasy football today is live noon Eastern. I'm sure we will talk about that. All three of us. Oh wait, are who's on. on that show today? Yeah, I'm on the Friday shows. Please pay attention to my lack of wall art. It is embarrassing. I need to decorate. Uh, but yes, you will see that on the Fantasy Football Today Friday show, noon Eastern on CBSSports.com. That's noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. And I on Fantasy Football Saturday night radio show, 10 p.m. Eastern till midnight on CBS Sports Radio. It is a call-in show. It is terrific. And it'll be Jamie and it'll be Heath uh, on this Saturday show. So uh, definitely, you know, definitely get in on that. Jamie, I have a feeling when you're doing that show on Saturday night, and this is a little personal... You're probably gonna be wearing me undies. Um, probably. Yeah, we love me undies. I and mean, I wear them every day, so there's a good chance of that. There you go. The listeners love me undies. Jamie's wife loves me undies. My wife loves the way I look, and then I'm very sorry for the visual, but that is an added bonus here, gentlemen. 
MeUndies.com slash FFT for a, for an outstanding offer, 20% off the best, softest underwear and socks, by the way, that you will ever own. They have socks? Yeah, boy. With free what? shipping. Yeah. No, we gotta, we gotta get on this. Me socks. Wait, I'm gonna have to go talk to Jeremy. He needs to get us some, uh, some socks. This is, uh, this is a really great product, okay? Uh, so, it's three times softer than cotton. They have glow in the dark now. So they've got a lot of different really cool fun designs. MeUndies.com slash FFT is where you want to go. And our listeners have given us great feedback. They have gone to this website. They have gotten the 20% off. And they have absolutely loved MeUndies. They have loved the product. So, look, it's just very comfortable. It's like you're wearing underwear, but you don't really feel like you're wearing underwear. It's also the softest socks in the world. So, again, go to MeUndies.com slash FFT. 20% off, free shipping, a 100% satisfaction guarantee, meundies.com slash FFT. Here's our email of the day. It's from Will. The Brinson? Yeah, sure. Why not? The move to Osweiler should boost the rankings of Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. They are actually excited about the switch and have shown a rapport with Osweiler in the past. I know how brutal he was in Houston, but he's played well for us. I guess that's Denver. Thomas is scoreless in his last 13 games with Simeon. How could it not get better? P.S. I loved Adams, Vernon Davis, Hunter Henry joke uh, yesterday. You guys are hands down the best football podcast going forward. Now we know why he read the email. Yeah. Well, some people would like my humor, believe it or not. Uh, But it's kind of interesting. I went and I looked last night at Demarius Thomas, seven games started by Brock Osweiler. He was on pace in those seven games, over 16 games, for 85 catches, more than 1,100 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Let's hope. Emmanuel Sanders had six games with Osweiler. He missed the game. He was on pace for 80 catches, 1,300 yards, and five touchdowns. Now, look, it, it wasn't as consistent as you'd like. Demarius Thomas had 61 or fewer yards in five of seven games, so he was kind of boosted by some touchdowns and by some big games. Emmanuel Sanders had two games with less than 20 yards in that six-game stretch, and we know it's not going to be great. But maybe there's a point. Maybe they are better with Brock Osweiler. What do you guys think? I've got to see it to believe it. And uh I don't know if this is the same Osweiler as they had then. He's been through a lot since then. How, how funny is it that coming off that season where they win the Super Bowl, he wants to be paid as the Broncos starter. He gets paid, not as a Broncos starter, as a Texas starter. Goes to the Cleveland Browns. Now he's back at the <laughs> Denver starter and got his money. So yeah, everything worked out everything great for worked him. Everything worked out, yep. They've come everything worked circle. out better for Denver, I would say. Uh Well, last time he was on the roster, they won a Super Bowl. Right. So now they're on their way again. Well, They've well, got Osweiler. Just saying. So he'll Den- be an interesting watch this week. Denver is at Philadelphia and Emmanuel Sanders is expected to play and Houston is facing the Colts. So how about ranking the four receivers for Denver for Houston this week? Well, I'm still taking both Texans guys over both Broncos. I mean, they are playing the Colts. Is Will Fuller still a must start? No. I don't think must start, but like I, I, I had him ranked behind Anderson. Yeah. You know, so I would have told you to start Robbie Anderson yeah. over him. Um, I like both Lions guys better, just as an example. You know, Marvin Jones, mm-hmm. who's, who's mm-hmm. played very well last uh, three games. Peek ahead to a game that we'll preview later. How many Rams wide receivers do you like better than Will Fuller? Uh, none, but One. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think there's in the conversation, like Sammy Watkins, Cooper Cup could easily be there. Who's your I guy, Dave? Cup, Cup. Yeah, I like, I like Watkins a lot this week. <laughs> Yeah, no Janoris Jenkins. That'll be an interesting one. We'll preview that game. Let's go to the Jets and the Bills last night. Jets 34, Bills 21, and, and we do have to spend less time on on this game than we normally would on a Friday show just be, because of the uh, Watson allotted time. Jets dominated this game. They had the ball for 33 minutes and 30 seconds. They crushed uh, the Bills up front. The Bills offensive line didn't show up. The Bills didn't show up. But you still got 30 fantasy points from Tyrod Taylor. Like, Josh McCown had such a better game than Tyrod Taylor, and he ends up with 18 fantasy points to Taylor's 30. Uh, I guess I'll ask what I think is an obvious question, but I'll ask it anyway. Which quarterback would you rather have rest of season, Taylor or McCown? I'll take Taylor. Taylor. I mean, he uh he had some unlucky plays in that game last night. Uh Jordan Matthews with a fumble. Nick O'Leary with a weird fumble. Um, you know, yeah. both those things hurt drives that I think would have helped Buffalo, certainly would have helped Tyrod Taylor's numbers. Uh, and his offensive line let him down, which is really the first time this season that they let him down. So, um, I, I think with the addition of Calvin Benjamin, you're going to get a lot of great production. It's, it's funny because Deontay Thompson's played really well since joining the team. Um, you know, I think Matthews is starting to get healthy. That would, is, is going to be good. And then when they get Charles Clay back. Mm-hmm. And Zay Jones, uh, got hurt yesterday. Right. We don't know. That could keep Deontay Thompson on the field. 
Yeah, Jones got hurt, came back, and then got hurt again. Yep. Deontay Thompson is 3% owned. He's only played three games with the Bills, but he's had a 100-yard game, a 5-yard game, and an 81-yard t- and a touchdown game. Um, so he's 3% owned. Do you think you're going to be – does the Calvin Benjamin edition sort of completely turn you off from DeAndre, Deontay Thompson? Yeah, well, he was going to stay in his spot regardless. You know, uh, Benjamin was going to replace um, Zay Jones. Jones as the X receiver. So Thompson's still going to be the Z. And so that that's something that I don't think will change very much. So uh, the the thing that you would anticipate is that spot is going to be the rotation spot. Benjamin's going to be you know off the field a little bit, but not going to come off as much. Okay. So Lashawn McCoy. This is Lashawn McCoy's third game this year with 25 or fewer rushing yards. Kind of weird. But do you have any two fantasy points? This is terrible. You have any long term concerns about McCoy? Yes or no? Nope. Not enough to trade him away. And you can't sell high on him because everyone will say, well, he just had his third game with 25 or fewer yards. <laughs> Heard it on a podcast. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, so they're, no one's going to give you anything for LaShawn McCoy. So darn it, you're going to have to keep him. How much do you buy into McCown, who's 17 or more fantasy points, which is respectable in five straight games, 20 true more in three of those five? How much do you buy into Robbie Anderson, who's 74% owned? Doesn't get a lot of targets, but he's caught a touchdown in three straight games. I'll tell you what's disappointing that Heath is not here because Heath was not happy with Josh McCown last night. Why? I don't know. He was tweeting that he's not a good quarterback and, um, He completed 70% of his passes he, again. He, he, you know, he threw Twitter. one terrible pass that should have been intercepted. Yep. Total yep. game changer that the Bills just dropped early in yep. the game. Leonard Johnson dropped according, it. According to Heath's Twitter feed, uh, but he, he was not pleased with what McCown was doing. No, McCown also had a touchdown taken off the board oh, when yeah. Safarian Jenkins pushed off. Safarian Jenkins took BS. a lot of stats off the board. That was BS, man. That, that Safarian Jenkins could be having a much better year if not for the call in the Patriots game yep. and the call yeah. last night. That was that was. Get crazy. rid of these referees. <laughs> the NFL doesn't need them. Uh, but but how much? Do, I need. To, uh, sorry, quick answers here. How much do you buy into McCown and Anderson? I uh, buy into McCown as a good Watson replacement and somebody that's going to be about 17 to 18 points on a given week, just how he's been playing. And Anderson, I think, cracks the top 24 of wide receivers. He's got big play potential. McCown has no problem giving him the 50-50 ball when he streaks downfield. If he comes up with it, he's going to give you a great game. Yeah. Both of these guys are pretty solid options next week against Tampa Bay, at Tampa Bay, but that's good. Hey, Matt Forte! Damn it, I benched him for Alec Collins. Oh, come on, I need a big one from Collins. But I thought, I looked at that line, it was PPR, I was like, oh, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? I'm gonna sit Forte. He's only 69% owned. He had a great game, 40, 14 carries, 77 yards, and two touchdowns. And in four games since returning from turf toe, he has eight, five, six, and four catches. Um, should he be more owned than Bilal Powell, who's 91% owned? Yes. Now, Powell played Same. well, and he had a good run. Powell was the better player. Powell is the better player, but Forte gets the better opportunities. Well, he did last night because Powell set them up. What 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 I said on our video show last night was Powell was the point guard, and, and he threw a nice alley-oop to Matt Forte, who finished the dunk, because that run that set up the, the first touchdown for Forte was all Bilal Powell. He made yeah. that run. The offensive line was good, but he was gassed. He came off the field. Forte, you could see it a mile away. He scored on the first carry. They had a great play call on a toss to the right. And you saw Forte just do one little move, one little juke move, and he walked right into the end zone. Yeah, but who would you rather have? I would rather have Forte because of what he's doing in the passing game, but I think they both should be above 90% ownership. Ooh. Really? I don't know. Like, this is, this is coming off a good game. Forte, I, I agree in PPR, but Powell's not really catching passes, and I don't know. But he's one injury away from being a superstar. No. You think so? I just... Like, I don't want to buy too much into the Jets. This was a no. great game. This is a, they're probably But he's their had to work each of the last three weeks coming back from the Cavs. He only had nine carries in this game. Forte had five more than him. Well, right, the but score. The week they were before, the didn't Powell have more? I, I don't think the score really factored into those two. No, it factored in more with McGuire. McGuire. He had a few carries late. Listen, I think they like all three of these running backs and they want to use them all. And I think it's going to be frustrating for fantasy owners when you start the wrong one in a given week. Yeah. But, this is a Jets team that wants to lean on their running backs. Two of these three guys can catch the ball out of the backfield. It's just the one who is is Forte. So yeah. I think he's got he's got the edge because of that and because of the goal line work. All right, let's uh, let's pick it up here. News and notes: Andrew Luck out for the season, and yeah, we hope it's not we hope it's not something that derails his career, but he needs to rest that shoulder. Alfred Morris appears set to get more work than Darren McFadden. 
One, Dave, are you moving Morris ahead of McFadden? Are you changing? So have you ever done your homework and handed it in and the teacher takes a look at it and says, well, you did good, but you forgot to do this, this, and this. And then you get like a C on it instead of an A. Yeah. That's what happened to me. I went back and, you know, maybe I should have checked out Alfred Morris a little bit more from what he did this year. I even went back into the preseason. He's learned how to run in the power blocking game just like McFadden. And I think that's why he's getting the opportunity ahead of McFadden. And, uh, yeah, between that and maybe it's something else that I heard that I can't repeat, Alfred Morris looks like he's going to be the guy. Go pick up Rod Smith, please, if you have an open roster spot. I agree. Okay. Well, Morris is uh, top 17 for everybody in standard, probably a little lower in PPR. But he's in my FanDuel lineup. And, yeah, like I, I don't – he's back-to-back Carlos Hyde, Alfred Morris for Jamie. Not uh, for Dave. A little bit more separation there. But, like, I, I don't know. Can you guys see – Chiefs run defense, no good. Did you guys see Morris having a huge game? Yes. Yeah. Specifically because of that offensive line, their ability to block the way that the Chiefs struggle with, and Alfred Morris proving that he can handle that. It's just a matter of will they give him the heavy workload. They're going to give him work. Will it be the Ezekiel Elliott work? Because if he has a bad drive or two, and clearly he hasn't been historically good in the passing game, so he's improved if, there. He has. Huh? He's improved there. Okay. Historically, he has not been good in the passing game. So if he struggles in that regard in any semblance of manner, then you could see Rod Smith, who's been working on their passing downs in practice, or Darren McFadden, who will get work in this game. So I don't know if you go all in on Alfred Morris, but you go 75% in because he's going to have the opportunity to have a big game. Okay. We previewed that game yesterday. You can check that out. The Dolphins are going to go running back by committee for their game Sunday night against Oakland. Who's your favorite Dolphins running back? Still Drake. I'm starting to get that feeling about Damian Williams because not only is he going to work passing downs, he's also going to be their goal line guy. They've used him in that role when they had Ajayi. So I wonder if, if against this defense, they might get set up inside the five a decent amount, and that could help Williams. Yeah, I, I like uh, Drake better standard, Williams better PPR. Both guys are flex options. Zach Ertz was limited with a hamstring injury. Are we concerned about him playing? Not yet. All right. Emmanuel Sanders expected to play. Pierre Garçon is out for the season. We didn't talk about this yet, but the other bad news. Uh, Garçon had 40 catches, 500 yards for on 67 targets. He had not scored. But how about this? Marquise Goodwin is 9% owned. Goodwin has had two games this year with more than six targets. Both of those games he had 80 or more yards. Does he become uh, a good player, Marquise Goodwin, in, in – 14-team leagues, and what about 12-team leagues? I think you could add him in 12-team leagues on the chance that he picks up a lot of work and gets this nice opportunity with the Niners. They're going to be playing from behind a lot. The quarterback situation figures to get better in the next couple of weeks. Uh, kind of a garbage-time guy. In, in deeper leagues, go look at, guy. Go look at uh, Trent Taylor because he's going to be their slot guy now, and that's where, PPR. Yep. That's where Garcon lined up a lot. So um, in the Dynasty League, I picked him up. Last night, um, where I own Garcon. You know, it's going to be ugly because Beathard's not good. And you're going to have to wait until week 12 until you see um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Would you guys rather have Marquise Goodwin, Marquise Lee, or Robert Woods? I'd rather have the other two guys, not Marquise Goodwin. I agree. I'm Like, I'm debating in my head between Woods and Lee. I think I would take Lee. All right. Uh, do you expect the following players? Jamison Crowder at Seattle. Jay Gruden was nervous about him playing. So we've got him ranked for now. I don't know if he's going to make it. All right, Jameis Winston at New Orleans. Yes. yes. He's been throwing, so he's probably in the best shape that he's been in the last couple weeks. Delaney Walker. No. No. All right. Not, not, a huge, not as of now. Not a huge injury week, thankfully. Dave, here's a tweet. We're going to do this, I think, on the mailbag later today. That will air on Saturday. It's from Phil. It says, hey, not sure if you're aware, but Friday is National Sandwich Day. Can we expect a sandwich draft for the Friday pod? What do you think? You want to do it in the mailbag? Yeah, that All right, sounds good. good. We'll draft six sandwiches. We'll do three rounds head-to-head and see who comes up with a better lunch. And oh, I'm going to win. I gave you a whole bunch of names if you have them in front of you for the No Touchdowns Club. A whole bunch of names. Who do you want? You have the first pick. Who's your pick for the No Touchdowns Club? Well, how did we do last week with the No Touchdowns? We lost. We both lost. So we have two points. Uh We need to pick it up. All right. I get first pick? Yeah. This is a long list. One player. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the guy that I like a lot, and that's Alex Collins. Oh, thank you. I'm taking. I'm taking uh, Alfred Morris. 
We got a good chance here, Dave. We could break it. We could end the snide. Yeah, Alfred is a better pick. Uh, you took, sorry. I did. I, <laughs> I skipped right over his name. Didn't even think about it. Okay. Beat the waiver wire for fantasy week 10. I had some names. Andy Dalton is 77% on. Look, some of these guys are long shots and I apologize for that, but Andy Dalton 77% owned at Tennessee. Ben Roethlisberger at Indianapolis. He's 93% owned. Brock Osweiler against the Patriots. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have any other options, but no, Roethlisberger and Dalton look good to me. Okay, Detroit Eli. order. Eli. Oh right, who do they have next week? Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay. No, Forty uh, Nineers. There you go. In San Fran. And then I have the and I think the Giants DST yep. for that Giants matter. Giants DST is one I was going to tell you. Lions DST. They're seventy percent owned. They have Cleveland. Um, maybe the Bears DST. They're good at home, and I don't. I mean, they they don't give up points at home. They're facing the Packers. So maybe the Bears DST and the Rams DST, it's a long shot, but they're 88% owned now, and they have Houston next week. Where is that game? That's in Los Angeles? Yeah. Ooh, that's a Wade Phillips revenge game. Mm. And uh Rams wide receivers maybe against Houston. Cooper Cup is pretty available. Robert Woods is pretty available. Sammy is out there in a handful of leagues. He's going to have a big second half. Oh, maybe. really? Yep. That's a bold prediction. You want to elaborate? No, it's not a bad idea to stash him. Yeah. I tried picking Watkins up in a league that I dropped them in, but I got out, outclaimed. Uh, and Kyle Rudolph is 85% owned. Maybe people dropped him for the bye week. He's at Washington next week. Go, go get Corey Davis. I don't know where his ownership's at, but it's, you know, still around, it's under 70%. That's somebody you want to stash just in case he has the big game this week. You don't want to miss out on that because a good second half could be coming. And I'm going to say it again. Go get Rod Smith because if Morris struggles and they don't feel comfortable with McFadden yet, you want to have that on your bench just in case. Oh, I forgot the thing that you need to pick up more than anything else, obviously. I can't believe I forgot about this. An Indochino suit! It is Indochino Friday. I love me my Indochino suit. You will too. I've really discovered how important it is to look good, to dress well, to, to be sharp, and to be, you know, in style. And Indochino helps you do that at a very, very affordable price. Because if you go and you buy a suit for a couple hundred bucks or something, it's not going to fit you right. If you want to get it tailored... You're going to end up spending a lot of money on something that's not going to be as good as the Indochino suit you can buy. You can customize every detail, and you can make sure it fits you perfectly. This is a made-to-measure custom suit. For, are you ready for this? The price keeps going down. It's $329 during Indochino's massive Black Friday sale when you enter FFT at checkout on Indochino.com. Now we're talking 60% off. It was 50 now it's 60% off free shipping. This is $329 for a made-to-measure suit. I have one of these suits. It's the best suit I own. My wife loves it. It's the only suit she ever wants me to wear. It's the only suit I ever want to wear. I'm going to get another one. Now that I see it's only $329, this is an unbeatable deal. Indochino.com. You customize every detail. You pick your fabric. You submit your measurements. And Indochino has been featured in GQ, in Forbes, in Fast Company. It's the largest made-to-measure menswear company, and you'll find out why. Indochino.com, promo code FFT. Well, we got a late start on the games today, guys, so uh, let's rock and roll. Atlanta's at Carolina. Stat of the game number one. Let's talk about Devontae Freeman. He's had three straight games with 12 or fewer carries, and the Panthers allowed the fourth-fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. We know they have not allowed double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues to a running back all year. Is is Devontae Freeman a, an obvious must-start this week? No. He's not a, an obvious must-start, but most people are going to start him because yeah. of who he is and what he can do. And I wonder if he would have had more carries last week if he didn't get hurt. I still believe that the Falcons are going to try and run the ball more and be a little more conservative on offense. We've talked about this on uh, on our FFT video show, which you will be a part of today, Adam, so maybe I'll ask you the same question, is that how excited would you be about Tevin Coleman if Devontae Freeman is out? So you're getting all of what Coleman's been doing plus what Freeman's been doing, and even in a tough matchup, like Heath has said, he'd be uh, a top 10 running back easily. I, I would say maybe only this week he wouldn't because Carolina has been so good against running backs. Not, not just this year, but basically whenever they have Keekly. But, yeah, I mean, going forward, it'd be great. Coleman, surprisingly, hasn't really been catching passes the last two games. I think he has one catch, but that's kind of weird for him. He's usually 
Yeah, Freeman's been getting two more catches. catches. Um, oh, he has two combined catches in week six, seven, and eight, Tevin Coleman. It's, it's bizarre. Now Freeman's getting some catches, but he's getting like no yards. He's one game with 20, more than 20 receiving yards. Anyway, um, rank these four running backs. Ready? Yep. Ready. Alfred Morris, Aaron Jones, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman. Jones, Freeman, Morris, Coleman. I still have Freeman ahead of Jones and Morris and then Coleman. I could see Freeman falling to third on that list. Would you start Tevin Coleman over Joe Mixon? I would not. No. Not unless Freeman was out. But they're close. Okay, would you start would you start Tevin Cole? No, would you start Devontae Freeman or Lamar Miller? Um, uh, still Miller. Miller. Alright, so we've got, we've got our thoughts on the Falcons running game. How about stat of the game number two? Let's talk about Devin Funches. He averages 7.25 targets per game, but only 44.6 yards per game. Awful. 10.8 yards per catch. Terrible. The Falcons, though, they've allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver in six straight games. Not a lot of yards. But six straight games, a wide receiver's caught a touchdown. Starter sit Devin Funches, and would you start him over either Falcons running back? I'd can I'd consider it. I, I would start him over Coleman in any league. Yep. I wouldn't start him over Freeman in any league. And I look at Funches as a number two receiver because those opportunities should be at least as good as they've been. Nine, ten targets a game. Might even get higher. And I don't think the matchup is as tough as... As it seems. I, I, look, he's not going to go for 100 yards. He's pretty much a touchdown or bust type guy, but he'll he'll get you five plus catches. Would you start Will Fuller or Funches? Funches. Uh, Funches. But you'd start Hopkins over yeah. Funches. Yep. All right. How about the quarterbacks? Who do you like better, Cam or Ryan? I like Cam better. But it's not by a lot, and I actually don't like either one. Cam is a top twelve quarterback for me by default. Okay. But it's I, I, I'm real curious to see how this offense moves now without Benjamin. You're taking away a big target, figuratively and literally, from this offense. They can't run the football. A lot's gonna fall on Cam. I think the Falcons know it. And they've had his number the past couple of matchups they've had with him. Okay. Would yeah, you... I'll still take Cam. Uh, I I mean you you know what kind of Matt Ryan is at this point. So um it's hard to trust him until he shows you otherwise. Three straight road games for them too. So, you know, from Cam's perspective, hopefully he's facing a tired defense. And I think he's this, the onus is on him to carry this offense. And the last time Calvin Benjamin didn't play, not the same guy, but that was Cam's MVP season. Yeah. But would you start Cam over Carson Wentz? No. Uh, no, but they're very close because you got to deal still with Wentz with a much, much tougher matchup. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Another beat the waiver wire guy, just if you want to speculate, is Curtis Samuel. You know, this is uh, an opportunity now for him in the interim between now and when Greg Olson gets on the field. That maybe they give him some targets and see what he can do with it and maybe some carries as well to, you know, add some electricity to their run game. So, um, you know, he, I would rather have Rod Smith. I would rather have Corey Davis. But um, deeper leagues, if you have an open roster spot, see what Curtis Samuel can potentially do this week. Okay, I, Jamie, you've got Matt Ryan 12th and Marcus Mariota 13th. Dave, you've got Mariota. I flipped that. Okay. So you have Mariota one spot ahead? Yep. So you both have Mariota? Oh, no, Dave, you've got Mariota two spots behind Ryan, but both are outside the top 12. Okay, then. Um, The uh, wide receivers. Let's go to Atlanta's wide receivers. Julio Jones, start. Mohamed Sanu is interesting. He's been playing pretty well uh, last two games. Six catches for 65 yards, six catches for 74 and a touchdown. He's gotten some targets. 79% owned. You like Sanu this week? Is he your number two? Is he your number three? You tell me. I think I think he's the given the week. He's a must-start wide receiver in PPR. Yeah, he's got a great floor of 11, 12 fantasy points. In ten, 10 in every game that he's been able to finish. In yeah, PPR, it's not yeah. bad. But in Good. standard leagues, he doesn't get a great receiving average. He's not a guaranteed of score. You get You get six points. Yeah, hopefully you get hopefully you get to twelve, but it's you know mm-hmm. he needs to get in the end zone. Um, this is the number three. So yeah, number three standard, number two PPR. Behind Funchess, Sanu. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, but I would take him ahead of Fuller in PPR. Jamie, it seems yep. like you have some hope for Hoopla this week. Uh, I, it's it's really on what uh what the Falcons will do because in the games where he's been targeted, he's been good. In the games where he hasn't been targeted, he's been terrible. And so last week he got targeted first time with Sanu on the field that you've seen both these guys get. A good amount of targets. So once I get past really the the top ten tight ends, I'm I'm looking at who's going to be involved the most, 
and he's kind of a gamble as a as a hope. I don't like him. I wouldn't try to start him, but it really comes down to does he get those six targets? Because that's when he's played well. Uh-huh. If he gets anything less, it's disappointing. All right. So to the Panthers now, the running backs. I'm assuming no interest in Jonathan Stewart. Nope. No. Is Christian McCaffrey the best running back in this game? No. No. But he's I don't second. think so. I don't know. I mean, in PPR, we saw the one game without Kelvin Benjamin. He had about 99 yards, was it? Receiving? 100. Yeah, 100, 100 yards. It wasn't without Benjamin. Benjamin got hurt early in the game. Yeah. The right, right. That's what I meant. Yep. All right. You're still going to start Freeman over McCaffrey. And, um, in daily, Jamie, McCaffrey be better in DraftKings? I just, yeah. I mean, you get the, the full point PPR scoring there. Right. And so with, uh, with what he has shown, um, he has two games this season with at least nine catches and you know what Atlanta is. They stink against pass catching running backs. That's right. So McCaffrey has a tremendous opportunity this week if you've been a little bit hesitant to use him in either, in any format, redraft or daily. McCaffrey or Hopkins, PPR? McCaffrey. Hopkins. Oh, Mc, McHopkins over there. Okay. Now he's, I mean, he's really good play in PPR for sure. Uh, we talked about Funches, Ed Dixon, try not to start him. Carolina's DST, 12th for Jamie and Dave, and 21st for Heath. They have the second most sacks in the NFL behind Jacksonville. Actually, this this could decide the game. The Falcons have allowed only 12 sacks this season. They're facing a good pass rush. We shall see what happens. We go to Tampa Bay and – oh, crap. I forgot to pick a bonanza. Wow. Well, of course you're going to forget because that way you no. weasel your way out of – No, no. It'll happen. Have I did like what some Google? people proposed. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. That moving forward, if you don't choose a bonanza, you are – you now, automatically, now automatically being boozled. That's now fine. people want the bonanza. I'll do it every week, but, but I don't, I just, not this week. Uh, oh. I mean, wait, wait, no, wait. no, I'll pick a bonanza every week, but I won't, I won't eat the bean boozles this week because that was Where retroactive. That's like vetoing a Deshaun Watson trade. So yeah, the stat of the game, Tampa Bay has allowed five or more catches to a running back five times in seven games, 50 or more receiving yards to a running back three times and one receiving touchdown to a running back. In other words, Alvin Kamara, Looks like set up for a good game, right? Big game for Kamara. Ingram too. Yeah. Okay. Both yeah. these guys. They're, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, they're, they're not they're sitting both, them. They're, they're both just probably playing very, very well. Who would you? Okay, of the two quarterbacks in the first game we previewed, Atlanta, Carolina. Where would Jameis rank with those two, with Ryan and Cam? If you were to tell me he's a hundred percent and he's trending in that direction, he's probably better than those guys. As of now, I've got him a spot behind Cam because I'm not sure he's 100%. Right, but the thing is he says he feels better, and I wonder just how much – look, Carolina's defense, we probably didn't give him enough credit last week uh, for where we had Winston ranked, but they've been playing very well, and that wind with a guy with a bad shoulder could have been problematic for Jameis, who's not the most accurate quarterback to begin with. No win this week at New Orleans. Right. And but it's, Chase, it's, it's a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup, but chasing points, we saw it with Stafford. As bad as the Lions played, Stafford still got you 20 fantasy points. If Winston gets you 20 fantasy points, the benchmark right now for me for a top 12 guy is what McCown put up, 18 mm-hmm. points. So can he be better than what McCown was? And I think he can. Is there any reason not to start Doug Martin this week? Uh, No. Martin's um stats have been good. Yeah. You no, know, he just has, he's just been missing the touchdown. He's, his floor is seven fantasy. I shouldn't say stats have been good. His fantasy production has been good. It just hasn't been great. So his seven points in every game that he's played so far since coming back from the suspension in standard scoring leagues, you see the workload continuing to get up. Charles Sims didn't even play last week and, and, um, or didn't get any touches last week and Jacquez Rogers had one carry. They are going all in on Doug Martin and the Saints have given up production to running backs in two straight games. Is there anyone that is not worth starting in this game? I mean, anyone that, okay, like Deshaun Jackson and Ted Ginn. What about them? No, they're very good. Yeah. So Deshaun Jackson, Ted Ginn, Will Fuller. Right? Oh, breaking news. Uh-oh. What happened? Yes, who's playing this week? Who? Ezekiel No, you're kidding me. The Second Circuit Court has granted Ezekiel Elliott a temporary stay no. of his suspension. Are Woo! you kidding? He is eligible to play so. in week number nine. That's according to ESPN. Oh my gosh, this is never ending. All that stuff we just said about Alfred Morris, forget it. All the work that went into it. All right, well, it is official. <laughs> Kansas City, Dallas, bonanza. And this sucks because now, like, when does he come back now? Week 16? 
Is he suspended into week ten? Well, no. This may keep it off the field. Who knows? Oh gosh. All right. Honestly, I don't Look, even want to talk about it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. He need, he he's going to at some point face some level of punishment, if in fact that's what he deserves for what has transpired. All right. I to, don't, to I don't drag care. this out as it has been, just wait till next year. Crazy. No, that no. They whatever. You know what, Dave? I think we talk about it on the mailbag at two at two p.m. Eastern on Friday, which will air on Saturday. He's playing. You play him. You don't play the other guys. Yeah, That's no. We'll, t- we'll talk about the rest of the situation. We'll know. We'll know more about it. Right. You don't. You don't play the other guys. You start Ezekiel Elliott. Bonanza in that game. Big game. High scoring game. Um. Deshaun Jackson, Ted Ginn, Will Fuller. Uh no. Forget Will Fuller. I'm done with him. Deshaun Jackson, Ted Ginn, Devin Funches. Rank them. Funches, Jackson, Ginn. Funches, Ginn, Jackson. Ginn has the best matchup of any of these guys. Yeah. Um, by the way, Brent Grimes. And Brent Grimes is probably not going to play again. Play. There it is. And, uh, you know, for – this is an interesting stat, by the way, for for Ted Ginn, if I could just find it. He has – are you ready? Four fewer fantasy points in standard scoring leagues than Michael Thomas this year. 28 fewer in PPR, but in standard, he's basically been as good as Thomas, which is weird. Thomas and Evans, do they both score? Uh, Yeah. Sure. Why not? And Cameron Braid's a top seven tight end. Would you start Cameron Braid or Evan Ingram? Ingram. Uh, uh, Ingram. Ingram. <laughs> okay, Cameron Braid. Yeah, you're going to start They're over most good. guys. Uh, Vernon Davis or Cameron Braid? Braid. Uh, I got Davis higher. All right, let's talk about Washington at Seattle and maybe the most important injury. I don't know, of the week, of the guys that are kind of on the fence. Earl Thomas might not play in this game. and yep, that'll that could, certainly help. That would be big. Davis. Yeah, and maybe Cousins. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how great that secondary would be without Thomas because they that basically means they have a great cornerback and a great safety and maybe not much else. But um, give me your thoughts on the on the Washington passing game, I guess, and and how comfortable you'd feel with Kirk Cousins this week. Um, I don't feel comfortable with it, even with Thomas not playing, because even though it sounds like, uh, uh, Sheriff is gonna be back for the Redskins, or at least he's trending in the right direction, there's still, you know, still offensive line issues. He's gotta go on the road to Seattle. I think Seattle is going to be a little bit pissed off after what happened last week to them defensively. And, uh, Cousins is gonna struggle. Now, I, I do think we should give Cousins a little bit more credit than maybe the stats show. Because what he had to deal with last week against a, a much improved Dallas pass rush in the rain with that offensive line. Oh yeah, it's going to be a lot easier at Seattle. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like he didn't he didn't vomit all over himself. No, yeah, he was. He, well, the weather he, affected him. Grab the barf bag, Jamie, because here we go. Because at Seattle, but the offensive line's in as bad a shape as it was. Is at Seattle really as bad as as we think? Yes, and I think for him, yeah. he's not Deshaun Watson. You know, and he doesn't have is, receivers like Deshaun you know, Watson. You know, the funny thing is, is how things have changed for him. From what happened uh, Sunday to Sunday, because the preferred destination I think for him, if he's going to leave Washington, is now closed in the off season. Yep, San Francisco has their guy, and you wonder if Cleveland is moving on towards JJ McCarron, and he doesn't have an option there. So the other thing that's working against Kirk Cousins in this game is that Chris Thompson has a tough matchup. Now Chris Thompson previously faced the Chiefs, which allowed the fewest fantasy, fewest receiving yards to running backs. Seattle's third. And in that game against the Chiefs, Chris Thompson had one catch for four yards. So look, he's been basically matchup proof. He's been great in standard, obviously great in PPR. Do you start Chris Thompson this week? No running back has more than 39 receiving yards against Seattle. Last week, Lamar Miller did catch a touchdown. That's the only running back to catch a touchdown against Seattle this year. Do you start Chris Thompson? Honestly, I think he's the only playmaker Washington's got this week. I don't, I don't want to trust anybody else. I think Washington's going to have to get creative. I don't think they can run a traditional running back between the tackles of that offensive line. And I think that they can try and get Thompson in space and let him make plays after the catch. He's a number two guy in standard borderline number one PPR spot. Would you start Devontae Freeman or Chris Thompson? Freeman. Freeman. Tevin Coleman or Chris Thompson? Cole, uh, Thompson. Thompson. DeMarco Murray or Chris Thompson? Un- unless Freeman's out. Sorry, Murray or Thompson? Thompson. Murray's an easy one for me in both formats. Uh, okay. Disagreement there. And just to finish up on Cousins, would you start uh, Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? 
Golf. I would start golf. Really? Okay. All right. So we don't. And, and I'm not even. No, no Redskins. No, actually, before I even just poo-poo all the Redskins wide receivers, pretty much every wide receiver who's had eight or more targets against Seattle has done well. So more or less, it's been a lot of success stories. What, what do we have? Anyone? One guy so far this year that has more than eight targets for the Redskins? For the Redskins, I mean Crowder. Crowder leads the team in targets. Huh? Crowder leads the team in targets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but he has what? One game with nine last week. Okay, it's a good point. All right. Sit, I'm sorty, no, he had them. thirteen, he had nine catches. So sit the Redskins receivers. Uh Kirk Cousins, your or excuse me, Russell Wilson, your number one quarterback for all three of our analysts this week. We love him. We're avoiding yeah, the Watson uh, was number one for me, so Yeah, we're avoiding the running backs for Seattle. I mean look, if you're stuck, Eddie Lacey, you know, there uh, we just based on the news we just got, there are a lot of people that went in thinking they're starting Malford Morris that did not have Ezekiel Elliott. Or maybe Darren McFadden, or maybe Rod Smith in deeper leagues. Eddie Lacy is available in a lot of leagues, and if if they stick to what they're talking about, you could probably bank on touches. So it, it may be a ceiling of five or six points if he does not score, but you may need that. So he's moved ahead of Rawls. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you like the wide receivers? Look, Washington is great against wide receivers. Do you like Baldwin, Richardson, or Lockett? I like them because I don't think Seattle's going to be able to run the ball. Because they just can't do that. So it's going to force Russell Wilson to throw, and I think he'll make some plays downfield and stretch it with Richardson and Lockett. All right, but no number one receiver has more than five fantasy points in standard against the Redskins. That's Jeffrey, Watkins, the Oakland guys, Tyreek Hill, Pierre Garçon, Alshon again, Des Bryant. Five or fewer fantasy points for all of them. The, the receivers who have done well against the Seahawks or against the uh, Redskins are Aguilar twice, Aldrick Robinson and Mac Hollins. Both of these guys will get you more than five fantasy points. What about Doug Baldwin? And Richardson might get you double digits. I mean, is Doug Baldwin a trap? Oh, and Baldwin, of course, is going to be awesome. His matchup is the best. He'll never see Josh Norman. He's playing in the slot. I completely forgot about. I had a blank on Doug Baldwin. Richardson and Lockett could be in in for a tough week. All right. I disagree. I think they can mix and match them away from Norman. Yeah, but this this is a situation where I think it's 100% worth adding those guys. However, uh, you could be chasing points with both. Because Richardson, Hail Mary, Flea Flicker against the Giants, and played awesome last week against a brutal, 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 brutal secondary. All right, guys. Uh, Jimmy Graham should have a big game. And the Seattle DST is number two for Jamie, number four for Dave, number two for Heath. We got three games left. Probably can do them a little bit, um, especially the last two, a little bit more quickly here. Let's go to Denver at Philadelphia. Stat of the game number one. Philly boasts more impressionist paintings than any other city outside Paris, according to mentalfloss.com. So that is really, that took me by surprise. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that about Philadelphia. That is something. Yeah, right? Stat of the game number two. Philadelphia has allowed four receiving touchdowns to running backs and a receiving touchdown in three straight games to Christian McCaffrey, Chris Thompson, and Matt Breida. The game before that, they allowed nine catches for 65 yards to Andre Ellington. This is a weakness for the Eagles' defense. Does it matter at all? Can you start any Broncos running back? I don't think you can start any one of them with confidence. I think Anderson is kind of a sit where a good game for him might be 70 yards. I think Booker might be a very sneaky play. He's been playing a lot of stash him. Downs. Yes. Stash him for sure. And okay. if you're really thin at running back, maybe this Zeke news is hurting you. In a PPR league, Devontae Booker might be worth starting. Yep. Ahead of Jamal Charles. I, I, I'll tell He's you. He's playing more than Charles. I, I'm completely stuck. I am loaded. I was loaded at quarterback with Watson, but I am loaded at receiver and tight end. My two starting running backs in one league this week are Devontae Booker and Carlos Hyde. And another league, our IDP league, <laughs> I'm starting CJ Anderson and Devontae Booker because I'm so stuck at running back. No, good luck. Uh, well, who would you rather start, Booker or CJ Anderson? Against... I'd rather start CJ Anderson, but. Okay. Uh, look, don't go overboard on Booker, but he does have seven catches in the last two weeks. Yeah, CJ's, this is a really tough matchup. Are there any Broncos you're starting confidently? No. I hope that one email from what appears to be a Denver fan is accurate because I would love to see uh, Thomas and, and Sanders start playing well. But Sanders coming back from the injury, who knows how healthy he is. And 
he's got one game with a touchdown. He scored twice, but he's got one game with a touchdown. We talk about the almost touchdowns that he's had, but he only scored one game. And Thomas hasn't scored, uh, I, I think, since Clinton was in office. So, uh, and that's Bill, not Hillary. So it's been very frustrating to to watch these guys struggle with the poor quarterback play. Offensive line has been a disaster, and that's been the biggest issue. Would you start Sammy Watkins over the Broncos wide receivers? Yes. I, I think you're going I'm not up, there. I think you're going overboard on Sammy Watkins. Like uh, he's yeah, having such I'm a going on a hunch, year. but what have I seen from from the Denver guys? Well, that's a good point, I, I guess. And you're taking a shot on Giants defense without Jenkins. Um, all right, how about uh, how about AJ Derby? Actually, is he a decent flyer? Uh, sure. You know, I mean, it's it's he's in that group of of Hooper and Dixon and Watson and all these other you know bleep tight ends that just aren't producing consistent production. The one thing about Derby is he's played well without Sanders on the field. So you get Sanders back, you got to assume that he mm-hmm. goes back a little bit into uh, a secondary role. However, if you think about what the Texans at least had with Osweiler last year, yes. it was C.J. Fedorowicz. It, not just that, Ryan Griffin. C.J. Fedorowicz was the third most targeted player on the team. Ryan Griffin was the fourth most targeted player on the team. Now, Will Fuller missed a lot of time, but Brock Osweiler definitely did throw two tight ends. When he didn't, he had one good receiver. Um, so yeah, that's something to keep in mind. Derby, Derby, I'm gonna call it sleeper on the Fantasy Football Today video show. You can find out why later. Carson Wentz. Uh, everybody's got him in the top 12. Dave, you have him fourth against yep. the Broncos. They haven't given up more than 23 fantasy points to any quarterback. Wow, fourth. Yeah. He's good. He's he a good quarterback. I mean, look, to your credit, you said the same thing about another guy last week and, and he took advantage of a, of a tough defense. But and this guy's at home. This is a little bit tougher defense that he's facing though. I, they're on the road the third straight week. I buy into that. Eagles are at home the third straight week. I buy into that. Tight ends have done well against Denver. I think Zach Ertz has caught a few touchdowns this year. <laughs> yeah. And I think Carson Wentz can run a little bit and throw well. This is going to be a big statement game for Philadelphia. I think they run away with it, and I think Wentz is the reason why. Don't sit him. Well, Jamie, uh, I'll ask you since it's easy for Dave, but Carson Wentz or Cam Newton? Uh, Wentz. Carson Wentz or Jameis? That's a tough one now that Jameis looks to be a little bit healthier. Um, just with the thought that he's, I, I think all these guys are around like 18 points. Like I don't think Wentz is having a big game by any stretch. I think he's going to be below 20 fantasy points. So they're all McCownish. Okay, and you have Carr ahead of Wentz, one spot ahead. I think Carr's in a much better situation. Yes. Okay. Uh, now you said Dave, they're going to run away from it, but can we run away from the Eagles' running backs this week? Yeah. Yes. This yes. is the best run And that's another reason to like Wentz. Mm-hmm. Are you starting any Eagles wide receivers? Not confidently. I like Aguilar better than Jeffrey. I, I'll, I'll just say one thing. Uh, you have to keep an eye on Zach Ertz. If Zach Ertz does not play, there is no way you yes. can play Carson Wentz in this game. Fair. Because that is the only play that he is going to have a ton of success with is his tight ends. Because the receivers are going to get completely shut down in this game. Even Aguilar? Even Aguilar. Okay. Philadelphia DST, number one for Jamie, number three for Dave, number five for Heath. They have four sacks in two straight games. They're they're ready to pounce on the Broncos. Uh, our next game, Arizona at Yerba Buena. Stat of the game, number one. Before it was renamed to San Francisco, this small city by the bay was called Yerba Buena. Yerba Buena means good herb in Spanish. That is from sftourismtips.com. There you go. That's the only stat I have for this game. This game is boring. This game sucks. But you love Adrian Peterson. The Niners give up the most fantasy points to running backs. He had such a bad game uh, when Carson Palmer got hurt and Stanton came in two weeks ago. How how much – I guess I shouldn't say you love him. You like Peterson. How much do you like Adrian Peterson this week? You have to buy into the matchup and the opportunity. It. So it's it's love. It's a number one running back. Better than Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Yes. Are there any wide receivers you would start in this Arizona Yerba Buena game? Fitzgerald is interesting. He's got a great track record against San Francisco or Yerba Buena, whatever you call it. <laughs> um, and I think John Brown is with the Flyer too, believe it or not. Not in general, but this week against this matchup with Stanton, who's been known to take deep shots with his receivers, I think he's worth. I think he's worth a little bit of a flyer. The only guy that I would trust in this game from the receiving perspective is Larry Fitzgerald. Ooh. And now he's have a great track record against them. He's played them 27 times in the regular season. He's got 17 touchdowns in those 27 games. Wow. And you're going to say, oh, my God, it's Drew Stanton. How could I trust him? Well, you know what? 
Drew Stanton and Larry Fitzgerald played against the 49ers last year in San Francisco when Carson Palmer was out and Fitzgerald caught two touchdowns. And if you recall the game this year, it was Larry Fitzgerald was not having a great fantasy day. They went in overtime. Who scored a touchdown in overtime? Larry Fitzgerald. You know why? Because his last name is really York and he owns this team. <laughs> he sure does. And then you can sell him after that, but you guys have him like 12th, so it's, you, you like, uh, you like Larry Fitzgerald a lot. Would you start Larry Fitzgerald or Carlos Hyde? PPR Fitzgerald, standard, Hyde, I think. I would start. I'm not sure. Fitzgerald in both. Hyde just has not played well, and this offensive line is banged up. Yeah. He, he's had, he has really had very tough matchups though. This is one of them. And this is another one. Yeah. But like last three games, like Washington had a pretty good run defense before they started getting all banged up. And he just played Philadelphia. He did well against Dallas on a per carry basis, he did very well. Um so I am just, uh, I am very, very close to moving okay. Marlon Mack ahead of Carlos Hyde. Uh, wow. Well here's the good just, thing I'm, about I'm frustrated Hyde. with him. Here's the good thing about Hyde. In three games with Bethard, he has five, four, and four catches. And he had nine targets last week. So that's a good thing at least. Yep. And and uh, I guess to factor that in too. Is now with Garcon out, you know that Beathard's going to have a lot of short area targets, to, so Hyde should still be okay. I'm just, I'm just frustrated. So um, I, I still have Hyde. He's he's my 16th ranked running back, but I would start Collins over him. I would start um, McCaffrey over him in standard leagues. In standard, okay. Yep, Aaron Jones is an easy one. Oh, Dave, can I change my no touchdowns club pick? No. No, nah, come on. No, no, forget it. It's ridiculous. You said Alfred Morris. And, uh, I was generous to let you have him. Oh, because yeah. I picked Alex Collins instead. Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it though. No, you're not. To, uh. I like how you just do whatever you want, even though you ask permission. Jamie, what do you think? Can I change my no touchdowns club pick? Are you, uh, eating your bean-boozled punishment? Forget you guys. It's you gonna suck. cost you a bean-boozled if you wanna change Rams it. Rams at the Giants. Yeah, Alf's gonna score one yard touchdown for no reason in garbage time. No, not gar- in a shootout, in the bonanza. Rams at Giants, and, uh, stat of the game. Cooper Cup, he's 59% owned. He has the fifth most red zone targets in the NFL. We know that from Fantasy Feud. Um, he has, uh, if he had caught that touchdown against Seattle, he dropped the touchdown, he'd have a touchdown in three of his last four games. I think he's going to score against the Giants. What do you think? Bold prediction. Cooper Cup. He could. I mean, he's, uh, he's among red zone target leaders. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that this is going to be a, a Sammy Watkins game. Dave, which Rams you like Cup the best, right? Of the Rams, or I like Cup the best, and I think I, I guess I like Watkins a little more based on his upside. But Woods and PPR, I think, is safer. We're gonna go through this game Not quickly here to, to end the show. Jared Goff is eighty percent owned. Jamie has him fifteenth. Dave twelfth. Heath fourteenth. We like him better than Kirk Cousins. Not better than Jameis, right? Goff, Jameis. No. no. Okay. Um, you're starting Todd Gurley. And then are any of the Rams wide receivers, even if you just have a feeling about one, are any of them top 20 guys? Cup is close because I think he can score. No. Watkins is uh, highest for me is 25th. And Robert Woods is not bad in PPR. He's got three straight games with five catches, which is very nice baseline. He's like Muhammad Sanu. Five catches, around 60 yards, three straight games for Robert Woods. Eli Manning is a long shot, 19th for Jamie, 20th for Dave, 17th for Heath. Starter said Arlen's Darkwa, 70% owned. Number two type of running back. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look, he's going to get work. He's already taken on one tough matchup this season, and he's done well with it. You have to assume that they're going to lean on him coming off their bye week. So, uh, if this was any other week, uh, you know, where we weren't missing six teams, he would be, you know, probably closer to thirty than he is to twenty. But he's uh, in the teens for me. Sterling Shepard, Larry Fitzgerald. Who would you go with? Fitzgerald. Uh, I'd go with Fitzgerald, but it's close. Sterling Shepard, Demarius Thomas. Shepard. Uh, Shepard, okay. I like the targets. Shepard or Jordy Nelson? Shepard or Jordy Nelson? Shepard. Jordy. And Evan Ingram's a top five tight end this week, and the Rams DST, they're top ten. Three big games in a row. Oh, uh, Rams tight end, which one would you go with? Higby. Higby just gets more targets. Okay. Giants have allowed eight touchdowns to tight ends in seven games. And that's it for the show. I have a FanDuel lineup if everybody wants to bear with me. I think it's pretty amazing, although I think it might have Deshaun Watson in it. So, Well, that would not be good. Hang on. I'll give you DraftKings one if you want afterward. Yeah, sure. All right, here's my uh, here's my FanDuel lineup, subject to change. 
It is da 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 ba 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 slowest internet ever. Russell Wilson. Oh, I, this lineup sucks. I have to change it. It's got Alfred Morris. It's good. That's it. Jamie, give me your give me your DraftKings lineup. Uh, Drew Brees at quarterback. Todd Gurley, Adrian Peterson at running back. Des Bryant, Ted Ginn, and Sammy Watkins at wide receiver. Jimmy Graham at tight end. T.Y. Hilton at flex. And the Eagles defense. I'm counting on uh, two guys having bounce back games that have been struggling in Watkins and Hilton. And I'm going with uh, two Saints against that leaky, 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 drippy, drippy, drippy hmm. Bucks defense. All right. I really like Vernon Davis at $5,400 in FanDuel. And I like... I, I have Julio Jones, Des Bryant, and right now DeAndre Hopkins. I wonder what Zeke's prices are because I wonder if they factored in the suspension. Uh, yeah, I will check that out. All right, for Dave and Jamie, that's it for for, for I'm Adam. That's it for us. I'm flustered. We'll talk to you on uh, the Saturday mailbag. Till no, then. we'll See talk you to you at noon. Oh yeah, Eastern. fantasy football today. But what if you're listening to this afternoon? Eastern? Then they missed the greatest fantasy football show ever. Vod. Bye. Bye.